This is the Be Better Broadcast. I am Brandon Eastman, and I'd like to welcome you to part one of our four-part influential leadership workshop that we'll be going through together to help you to lead with impact, to help you achieve self-mastery as a leader, to help you garner respect among those you lead, and to help you to take your company, your workforce, your business to the next level. And it all starts with you. I'm excited to dive into this four-part series with you. And today in part one, I would like to bring you through a conversation around the core foundation of what leadership really is. If you are currently a leader on a team, then this conversation is for you. If you currently lead a team of leaders who then oversee and lead other teams of people, then this conversation is for you as well, because you can take these principles and you can go and give them to those members of your team, those leaders on your team. So I'd like to start with this statement. The core foundation of leadership, leadership is not about other people. And you might've heard that and you might be thinking, do you mean to say that leadership isn't about you? Because from everything I've heard about leadership, leadership comes down to extreme ownership. Leadership comes down to leading other people. Leadership comes down to garnering respect amongst your team. Leadership is all about leading other people, Brandon. And yes, leadership, that is the premise of it. You're helping other people to grow. You're helping to create a shared vision and drive towards that vision together. But remember what I said. I said at the core foundation of leadership. It's not about other people. At the very core foundation of leadership, leadership is about you. How can your team respect you if you don't respect you? How can you expect to influence other human beings to take actions that are in their best interest, even if they don't see it that way, if your team doesn't respect you. You must lead you before you can lead other people. And when I was 18, I started in my big boy career, I'll call it, because I've been working since I was 14. But when I was 18, I started in my first career. I started at the company that I was with for over a decade that allowed me opportunity for growth. And I remember I started, I always knew I wanted to become a quote unquote manager because I thought that all leaders were managers. And while that is a function of what leadership does, that's not everything when it comes to leadership. But that's what I thought. I thought that it gave you authority and power over groups of people. I was a young, naive, cocky 18-year-old. And I started in sales, and I was doing very well for myself. And when I was 19, I said, you know, I want to give this leadership thing a try. And I became a trainer, a sales trainer. And at 19, I moved into leadership and I was demoted from leadership because I had the wrong idea of what leadership even was. I was angry. I was upset. I was asking why this happened. I was blaming other people, not blaming myself. And when I was 20, I said, I'm going to give this another shot. I want to become a leader again. I want to do this the right way. At 20, I was promoted. And once again, I was demoted from leadership. And I'm thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. How can this keep happening? This is the second time now. Something must be wrong with them. Something must be wrong with the organization. How can I be moved into this role and then taken away from this role? And I was upset because I didn't understand what leadership truly was. And at 21 years old, I'm still achieving success at this organization for myself. I'm one of the top salespeople. And I want to move into a leadership role again. 
And I think you can understand the trend here. I went to my leader and I said, hey, I would like to move into another training role so I can help other people grow. And he looked at me and he said, Brandon, you've tried this twice already. He said, Brandon, how can you expect other people to be influenced by you or to respect you if you can't even influence or respect yourself? He said, leadership isn't about other people, at least at the beginning. Leadership is about you. And I said, then what do I need to do? He said, here's this book. I want you to read this book and practice what it says in this book. And then we can chat about what leadership looks like for you. So I did. And the book that he gave me, if you'd like to go out and grab it, maybe you've already read it or you've watched the documentary. It's called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And The Secret essentially says, like attracts like. And you become and you get what you think about most of the time. And it was a very strange book. I was reading the chapters on like finances and relationships and all the different aspects that The Secret covers. It's every aspect of life. And I was thinking, this is some really cheesy stuff. Like, how can you think about something and attract it into your life? And I realized I had a lot of areas of my life that I had to personally work on. I was overweight at this time. I was in debt at this time. I was over $20,000 in debt. I was a pretty negative person, as I'm sure you can imagine, for someone who was demoted twice every time he moved into a leadership role. And I was a blamer. I blamed everyone else when things didn't work out for me in my life. And I realized if something is going to change, then I have to apply these principles in this book. If I'm going to create a career for myself here at this company, then I have to employ the principles that are talked about in The Secret. So I did. And overall, overall, the overarching principle of The Secret is exactly what I mentioned at the beginning. Leadership isn't about other people. Leadership is about you. And specifically, leadership is about the idea of self-mastery. So what is self-mastery? Well, for me, the first area of my life that I had to confront, the area of my life that held all the other areas back when it came to garnering respect, when it came to loving myself, when it came to influencing myself, was my physical fitness. I was 60 pounds heavier. I was very obese. My suits wouldn't fit. I had to constantly buy new clothes. I wasn't happy with myself when I looked into the mirror. And I realized if I'm going to make a change in my life, then my physical body is the first thing that I have to change. So that's the first area that I confronted. And when it comes to your life, when it comes to this idea of self-mastery and the leaders that you lead, if you were speaking with them, I would like you to ask them, take a look at the five key areas of your life. You have your emotions, you have your physical body, you've got your finances, you've got your relationships, and you've got your spirituality. And then ask yourself or your leaders, what is the one key area of life that is holding all of the other ones back? Because if your fitness is a one out of 10 on the success scale, then how is that affecting your finances? Do you think you'd make more money if you felt better about yourself and felt better about your body? Do you think your relationships would be stronger if you felt better about your body and you were in better shape? Do you think that your emotion, emotional health would be better if your body was in shape? Of course, all of the different areas of life improve when you focus on the one area that's holding all the others back. And then I'd like you to ask yourself, what is the one area of my life that by focusing on it, 
will raise the tides and raise all the ships, right? The rising tide raises all ships. What is the one area of your life that you can focus on that would then lift and improve all the other areas? Because that is self-mastery. Self-mastery is understanding where you are in these five key areas on a scale of one to 10. Accurately and honestly assess yourself in each of these five key areas. And I'd like you to do that right now. If you take a look at your emotions, your physical body, your finances, your relationships, and your spirituality, and you can even write these down on a piece of paper. You can rewind to hear them again if I went through them too quickly. I've mentioned them three times, but you can always rewind. I'd like you to write down where are you on a scale of one to 10 when it comes to each of these key areas. Because once I started working on my physical fitness, everything changed for me. I was able to then remove all of the debt that I had within eight months. I was able to lose 60 pounds within six months. I started to respect myself. I started to feel good about myself. I started to continue to grow and develop myself professionally. I started reading books. I started attending seminars. I started going to the people on my team and strengthening the relationships that I have with the people on my team team by asking them, Hey, what can I do for you? I realized that in the past I did things the wrong way. I realized in the past I was demoted and removed from leadership because it was my own fault and not the fault of other people. And this time I want to do it differently. How can I serve you? So by focusing on my physical health, it rose all of the other ships in the ocean. So what is the one key area of life that you can focus on? Because when it comes to this idea of self-mastery, self-mastery isn't the idea that you have your whole life put together. It doesn't mean that you are a master at every single area of your life. And I know that can seem deceiving because the phrase is literally called self-mastery, but that's not the case. It doesn't mean that you have every single duck in order. Self-mastery simply means that you understand the process and the framework of achievement and fulfillment. Because you can achieve, but if you achieve and you don't feel good, then have you actually achieved, right? You could be fulfilled, but then they're coming to repossess your house. They're coming to take away your car. They're coming to take away your your family, right? You need both in order to live a successful life. You need both achievement and fulfillment. And self-mastery is understanding the framework to achieve and to live a fulfilled life life. So once you've taken a look at that one key area of life that you want to improve, because you know that that will improve all of the other areas, it will help you to achieve self-mastery, and it will help you to become a more influential leader. Then now it's time to talk about the process to go from where you are in that one key area to self-mastery in that area. And I call it the five P's of self-mastery. And it's also been known as the self-mastery sequence that you might have seen me talk about. And throughout the rest of this three and uh, the in the next three videos, it's a four-part workshop, but this is video one. In the next three videos, we're going to dive into this process in a little bit more detail so that you can take it and use it for yourself and also share it with your team to get instant results. And the process is this, and I'm going to go through it quickly because we're going to dive into it more in the next three videos together. The first step and the first P of self-mastery is you must have a plan forward. When I began working on my physical body, I had a mentor. It was the same person who told me, you need to respect yourself before other people respect you. And this mentor started bringing me to the gym with them. They taught me how to work out. They showed me the foods to eat. They showed me the foods not to eat. And he helped me to create a plan 
forward. You must have a plan. You must know what's next. You must know what you want to achieve if you want to achieve it. Remember, like attracts like. If you want something, think about it because the more you think about it, the more you train your brain to look for people, circumstances, and opportunities that will help you to achieve that thing. That's the first P. The second P of self-mastery is power, right? Power is your leadership fuel. This is the food you're putting into your body. These are the emotions that you're fostering. And where do emotions come from? Emotions come from the thoughts that we have, right? A lot of people and a lot of leaders especially identify with their thoughts. They think of their thoughts as their own, but your thoughts aren't unique. Everyone has the same thoughts that you have. The difference is you are accepting some of these thoughts as your own when really none of them are your own. And the thoughts that you accept are the emotions that you experience. I'll say that one more time. The thoughts that you accept as your own turn into the emotions that you experience. And all action stems from emotion. So if you are a leader with strong emotional intelligence, are your actions going to be higher quality? Of course. So we're going to talk about power in our next workshop specifically, because this is one of the most important five P's of self-mastery. The third P is purpose, right? Once you step into your purpose, once you take what you're good at and you take what other people need and you combine both of those things together, especially inside of your organization, that is how you get on the fast track to fulfillment. Once I then moved into leadership in that company after the six months of working on my body and working on my finances and working on all the different areas of my own life, I began to rise up the ranks into leadership even more. Ever since that moment, it never became promoted, demoted, promoted, demoted. It became next level, next level, next level, because I understood these five P's of self-mastery and I put them into action. And once I discovered my purpose, which was then training other salespeople and helping them to achieve self-mastery and become stronger leaders and eventually becoming the director of all leadership development inside of this company for upstate New York. Once I stepped into my purpose, that is when I experienced the most fulfillment. So the goal is to help your leaders become more fulfilled and and find their purpose and place them in situations and roles and opportunities that will allow them to feel their purpose and step into their purpose even more. That's the third P of self-mastery. The fourth P is people, knowing how to communicate with people, knowing how to solve differences between other people and conflict resolution and surrounding yourself with other people who you want to be more like or who have the same goals as you. People is a stacked step when it comes to self-mastery. And we'll talk about that through this workshop. And the fifth P sounds like the most simple, but it's the most important. And it is progress. Making 1% progress every single day in the forward direction that you want to go. If you make 1% progress starting today towards becoming a more influential leader, towards achieving self-mastery, towards taking positive steps forward in that one key area of life that we mentioned and identified earlier, then you will become the influential leader that you want to become and you will create a life of achievement and fulfillment, which is a double whammy. So that's the five P's of self-mastery. Create a plan, fuel yourself with power, step into your purpose, surround yourself with the right people and make 1% progress every single day. Right now, I'd like you to identify what is the one key area of life that when I focus on this key area, it will help me in every other area. 
and then make 1% forward progress and improving in that area. Find a mentor, hire a coach, read books, work on yourself 1% every single day. And again, those five key areas are your emotional health, your physical health and your well-being and your fitness, your relationships, your spirituality and your financial health. Determine which one is holding all the other ones back and start to create a plan and follow the five P's of self-mastery to improve in that area. Because once you can master yourself and become influential over yourself, that is how you will become influential over other people and help to lead them towards a better life. Next week, we're going to dive into power. We're going to dive into your thoughts. We're going to dive into your emotions. We're going to dive into emotional intelligence when it comes to leadership. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I will see you there. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And until we talk again next time, continue to be better.